Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey, and Happy New Year. <laughs> Hi, Scroll, and uh, Happy New Year to you as well. So I had a couple of experiences recently, and I, I thought I might tell you and our listeners about them and just see what you thought about them, because I, I thought they, they had this really interesting contrast. How's that sound? I think that sounds great. Excellent. So the first one was when somebody approached me and they said, Hey, Squirrel, would you come talk at our development team retreat? We go away for a week. We reflect on all kinds of things. We really want to hear about that thing called Elephant Carpaccio that you know about, where people deliver new software every day. Why don't you come and talk? And I did what I usually do, which is to say, well, why do you want me to do that? And the, <laughs> the answer that I eventually got was really interesting, because the person I talked to in the development team said, well, I don't know, we just always seem to have somebody come and talk to us about interesting stuff, and you're really interesting. I listen to your podcast, and I'd, I'd like to know. And I said, that, that sounds great, uh, but uh, who, who's going to care about this? Because you're, you're going to pay me to do that. And he said, oh, yes, definitely. And I said, that sounds great. Uh, who, who, who's going to be accountable for the results of what you pay me? And, and he hadn't really thought deeply about that question. He said, that's a really important question, and it's not me. And I said, yeah, it's usually not the person who approaches me. And, and so can you let me talk to somebody who is responsible for profit and loss, return on investment, that kind of thing, because I want to make sure you get a return. And, and I'd like to know what the goals are. How are you going to judge success? And so he got me on with the person at that level who was looking out for that sort of thing. And uh, that person opened the conversation in a way that was very um, telling. What he said was, now I just want to make sure we're clear at the beginning. What we want is to, to uh, stimulate our developers with new ideas, but we don't really want to change anything. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did he really say that? Did he say we don't it, want to change anything? Well, I don't know if he said quite, we don't want to change anything, but it was, it was close. It was pretty clear that um, uh, what he was not looking for was uh, a transformation. I told him, look, I'm not trying to upsell you. I'm not trying to give you more, uh, you know, charge you more or, or, or do a whole uh, project. And he said, that's good, because what we want is just for you to come and, and, and give our developers some new ideas. And we talked for a while, and it was very clear that I wasn't going to be able to meet that brief uh, because what I do tends to be much more transformational. I much I tend to um, encourage people to really change what they're doing. We were not well matched, so that that was good process, and I was glad that I discovered I wasn't the right person uh, for for what they were looking for. But then, just a week later, I had someone else approach me, and uh, this person came to me, also said, I listened to the podcast, and I'm really interested in having you come and do a retrospective. We had a, a catastrophe. We had a, a big miss of something we're delivering for a customer, and we're really concerned about it, and we'd like to learn from it, and we think you'd be a good person. And I asked him just the same question. I said, so who's going to care? You're going to pay me to do this. He said, oh, yes, absolutely. I said, so who, who's going to be responsible for the profit and loss? Who's going to be uh, measuring the return on investment that you get from paying me to come and run your retrospective? And he said, oh, well, I, in, in his case, he had thought about it. And he said, well, the, the, the person who would really be responsible is one of these two. You should meet one. And I, I met one of those people. And I had a chat with her, and it turned out there was a whole host of other kinds of very interesting problems, none of which had to do with this customer delivery, except that they had caused the miss of the customer delivery, but they were uh, root causes that were uh, much deeper than the, the issue just of, uh, hey, we, we kind of messed up and, and didn't deliver to this customer. They were problems of, guess what, communication and um, the trust and um, all kinds of very interesting puzzles, which I thought were really fascinating. And I said... Now, do you, do you want me just to run a retrospective and then run away? And she said, no, no, no. <laughs> I'd like to actually solve some of these problems. And I said, great. 
I'm not trying to sell you more. I'd be happy to do it in the time of a retrospective, but maybe there's some other ways we could structure it so that we deal with those problems. She said, that sounds really interesting. So we, we hope that that's uh, going to lead to something. So I just thought the contrast between those two was really interesting. In one case, they're looking for, and uh, this poor listener may, may feel <laughs> beaten up. That's not what I'm intending here. But um, uh, the, in one case, they're really looking for entertainment. And they're looking for something that's stimulating, give us some new ideas, um, keep our developers interested, but really changing things, not for us. And in the other case, they, they were thirsty for actually changing something. And when I proposed doing something that was um, different, maybe not longer or more expensive, but different than just come run a retrospective and go away, that was really fascinating and, and, and something they wanted to pursue. So I just found that contrast really interesting. Uh, and I wonder what you think about it, Jeffrey. Uh, you know, I, I think it's really fascinating also because this this contrast, it made me think, it makes me think a little bit about why do people listen to the podcast? And um, it certainly this idea where you have people being brought in to help, um, and but the help can be very different. You know, like we, we have a problem, we actually want to solve it versus we have a problem that I guess we're expected to provide entertainment <laughs> to uh, uh, to, to the developers at this offsite. And so that, that it's its own function. I'm reminded a bit about people who talk about why different people go to conferences and the, the difference mm. is that some people go to a conference seeking new ideas to go apply to solve problems. And some people, for people, it's like a holiday that this is, this is time off work and we get to do something different and, you know, woo, I'm glad to be out of the office. I've heard um, it often described as a perk. So here's this extra perk. It's this thing we do to keep developers happy. Yes. It's uh, it's a nice thing, and we give it to them so that they will not quit, (laughs) so they'll keep working for us. (laughs) But we wouldn't want them to come back from the conference with some new exciting (laughs) idea that would then upend our whole business. No, 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 we don't want that. (laughs) We just want the developers to be happy. That's that's a great point, and and I think maybe that's that's fascinating. I wonder the, the differences between people who are the companies that see uh, developers going to a conference as a perk versus ones who seen it as essential to their operations and their ongoing exactly. improvement. Yep. But it makes me wonder about our our listeners, and I, and the question is, I'm thinking, I'm wondering, you know, for and this is a question to our listeners, and uh, why why do you listen to us? What what is it? And and are you if we can make it between these two as the examples? Are you listening to us for entertainment or are you listening to it because you hope to change things? And now I, it's interesting because I, I, I've had people, I've talked to people and they said things like, oh, I really like the format you have. I like the fact that your, your episodes are, you know, typically maybe 15 minutes, maybe as long as 20. And that fits perfectly in my, in my run, <laughs> you know, or, or I have a daily walk and, you know, or a week, you know, and, and so this, this podcast fits well. And I like it because of the, the, the length, the format, <laughs> The curiosity for me is, I'm curious among our listeners, how many of them are listening with intent, I would say, where they want to do something different, and how many people there are uh, entertainment. And by the way, I'll just say this, if if entertainment could be, you, you say, well, I'm, I want to learn something new, but if, you're, if your intent isn't to apply it, then I would still put that more in the category of entertainment. And I think that's the important distinction. Because yeah. the, the people I was talking to, and I, I may have made it sound worse than it, than it was, I apologize to that listener if I did, but they, they were interested in learning. Like, the developers learning, that's a good thing. We want them to hear about new stuff. What we just don't want is anything that will really rock the Apple, Apple cart. Here. We, we don't want to really mess things up. We don't want you coming in and, and doing a whole change program or anything. We don't want to do more. What we just want is for them to get some stimulating new ideas. 
And, and that's yeah. a good thing. I, I don't think that's bad. If we have listeners who listen to us because we make them think, that sounds good. I, I'd like to please tell, tell more of your friends to come and, and do some more <laughs> thinking. But it does remind me of the two different classes of people who read our book, Agile Conversations. So I consistently, you know this, Jeffrey, because you see me do it all the time. I think you do it too. When, yep. when people tell me, oh, I, re- I loved your book, I say, great. And how many pieces of paper did you use? And some of them say, pieces of paper, what, who, oh, well, yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't do that yet. You know, I didn't get to the part where I where I fold a piece of paper in half and I write things about my conversations. I, I didn't get to that, but I really like the book. And, and then there are other people who say, yeah, I used so many pieces of paper. I didn't realize, man, I got to go get more. Um, Took me a lot uh, longer to I, get through the book than I expected. Yeah, it was real, <laughs> and it's really different because the people in the first category say, oh, yeah, you know, it was, it was quick and easy, and I really enjoyed it. And the people in the second category say, man, I never thought it would be this difficult. And, and the people <laughs> in the second category get a lot more out of the book. They get a lot more transformation. The people in the first category are getting some entertainment, some new ideas. They're getting some learning absolutely great i'm happy for them that's super but it's not really why we wrote the book yeah and and, and you know as, as we say this I'm, I'm reminded of two different uh engagements i had when i, I worked for compelled agitar and we had a unit testing software and i was went into a couple clients where they had um, bought the software and they and they wanted me to come in and, and give a talk on train their people on how to do unit testing and um, in the when I did this, it was often very, very similar what would happen in the engagement because when you come in and talk to a bunch of developers as a as a vendor, the first thing that happens is everyone is uh, very skeptical. Um, it's you know, why, why is you this are person... selling us some other thing? Yeah, what's the next it, it, thing you've got? It, exactly, that's right. And and the thing is that really everyone just wants to get back to work. So you know their manager has called them all together. They've introduced me. We're going to be talking about unit testing. Jeff's going to be here for a week. Uh, you know, helping us out and and helping us learn this. And then as soon as I would get to talk to people individually, I would look for that skepticism and I'd say you know ask them about you know what they thought and what their concerns were. And again, the concern was often very similar in these large companies. They'd say, oh, you know, this is just flavor of the day. You know, yep, they're really excited about this right now. But in six months, all they're going to care about is, are we on time? You know, is the schedule behind? And if we're behind schedule, they're going to want us to drop all this and just get back to get the software done. And everything about here is going to be forgotten. So nothing, nothing personal against you, Jeff, but we just know how the story goes. And I said, oh, it's really interesting. You know, that sounds like something we should talk about with your manager and to see if, you know, what, if that's true, um, because we could save ourselves a lot of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and so I, I, I would go to the manager and, and, and raise the concern and say, you know, if it comes to what they really need to do, if they need to hear from you that when they have the choice between getting things done quickly, the way they always have, or doing things the right way, that they choose the right way. And, and, you know, who's the most senior person in your org who can give that message. And this is the point where we got very different responses. And in one case, uh, it was a response of, oh, we definitely want the right thing. Let's, you know, let's get the business coming here and say this, and we'll give them that message. And these are people who really wanted change. They really, they wanted things to be different. They believed things could be better, and they were making investment. But in other cases, we would go, and uh, we walked, I remember walking into this person's, the manager's, the second level manager, the you know director's office, and made the same pitch and said, you know, so when it comes time that, you know, they're worried that at crunch time, you're just going to tell them he dropped the unit testing and go back to the way he used to do it. And the person said, yeah, they're, they're probably right. 
<laughs> and I was surprised because here this person had signed off on paid for us coming in. It had on on the surface was signed up for uh, you know change, but it turns out it was it was only change as long as it was didn't actually change anything. Or as long as there was there was no cost to doing it, as long as there was no learning curve. You know, he was in for all the learning you could have as long as it didn't actually impact anything. And I, I was that's that stuck with me. And it sounds a bit of what you're describing. On the one hand, absolutely. You know, having the people go off and learn things, but you know, if it it's going to actually, you know, if we're going to have to apply things and and uh, you know have difficult conversations, then uh, you know, not for us. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's very useful to uh, a, a commonality here is that going to a person with that kind of profit and loss responsibility is really really helpful because um, uh, that's a person who can give you that correct reading. And um, uh, that's a, a practice I always use when people approach me for this kind of work, is uh, to, to make sure I'm talking to, to somebody who has an economic responsibility. And it sounds like you had the same practice uh, in your unit testing days. So uh, bo both a ver very helpful technique and, and something our listeners can apply. If you're wondering, hey, we're trying out this new thing, uh, I wonder whether it really matters, then your mission can be f find the person with profit and loss responsibility. Who's who's going to account for the spending and what return the the company got from it? Because that person usually can tell you whether it's for entertainment and uh, it's a perk, or uh, it's a, a fundamental change that the organization is expecting to measure. Yeah. And I, I would like to hear, so, you know, if people find that out, that's something you can do that would, would help you, you know, make that change potentially. Um, and I'm really curious now to actually hear from our listeners. We, we, we've talked about our experiences. We, I'm really curious, you know, we're going to go ahead and create a poll in Twitter, uh, and we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and, uh, we'd really like to know, you know, why do you listen? You know, is it, do you want to be entertained or do you want to change things? Or, or is there some other explanation? Yeah, so we'll, we'll offer a third choice. And if, if you choose that one, please let us know what it is. Yeah, I, I would love to do that. And if, and if you say you want to change things, I mean, this is kind of bonus, you know, extra credit, we'd love to hear what you've done. Um, I'm a big believer in, in action learning. In particular, there's this quote by uh, Reg Rivens, uh, which I've always, I've always liked. It says, there can be no learning without action and no action without learning. So in a part, if you're saying you're doing things to, to, to change things, I'd love to know what have you done? What's the, what have you put into action and, and what did you learn from it? So kind of a lot of questions. Including if it didn't work. So, so, yeah. so oh, yeah. a, a failed change would be uh, just as valid because there's Absolutely. an awful lot of learning from those. <laughs> That's right. So this is, this is our, our way to, to start 2022, which is really wanting to hear from, from you listeners. You know, what, have you, what are you listening for and uh, have you made changes? And if so, how did it go? Uh, we'd love to know. And if you're if you're not on Twitter, um, you, know, you can let us know uh, via email, which, um, you know, if they want to get our email address, Squirrel, how, how might they do that? Well, as I always say at the end, we've got uh, a website called uh, AgileConversations.com. And on there, you'll find our email and Twitter and probably like 10 other ways to get in touch with us. And we, we really like hearing from listeners, um, wh whether or not they want to hire us for things as these two in my examples were. But, you know, we're, we're happy to just hear your questions and ideas and thoughts. So please uh, send those along, including thoughts on this poll or, or why it's a dumb idea or anything else. And, of course, uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, I don't know if we'll have the answer next week, but in, in future weeks, on future Wednesdays, we'll certainly tell you what the results of this poll are and uh, what interesting uh, uh, answers we got. And of course, we'll be back next week on Troubleshooting Agile on Wednesday. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Will. <laughs>